Your Total Wine & More store is ready to serve you with our always low prices on an incredible 8,000 wines and 2,500 beers. Want it today? Try our same-day delivery or contactless curbside pickup at TotalWine.com. Whether you're grabbing your favorite beer or pouring a glass to enjoy an evening on the deck, Total Wine & More has you covered. Visit any of our 12 stores in Northern Virginia. At T-Mobile, you don't have to choose between a great network and the best prices. We give you both. Switch your family of three or more from AT&T or Verizon to T-Mobile Essentials, and you'll save up to 50% off your current service and smartphones. Bring your current phones to T-Mobile, and we'll pay them off up to $450 each. Visit T-Mobile.com to find out how to save up to 50%. Up to $450 via virtual prepaid card for eligible device payoff. Allow 15 days. Savings may vary. See T-Mobile.com. Welcome to the Indie Film Hustle Podcast, episode number 160. Spielberg gave us three takes before saying anything to us. Since then, I do just that. Three takes to let the actors find their rhythm. Edward Burns. Broadcasting from the back alley in Hollywood, it's the Indie Film Hustle Podcast, where we show you how to survive and thrive as an indie filmmaker in the jungles of the film biz. And here's your host, Alex Ferrari. Welcome, my indie film hustlers, to another episode of the Indie Film Hustle Podcast. I am your humble host, Alex Ferrari. Today's show is sponsored by Black Box. Black Box is a new platform and community that is all about financial freedom for filmmakers like you. If you join Blackbox, you will be transformed from being a worker to being a maker of your own content, and you'll be making steady passive income from the global market. Blackbox currently allows you to upload your stock footage once, get it to many global agencies, and then allows you to share that passive income stream with your collaborators. Whether you want to submit old footage that's been sitting around in your hard drives or create brand new content, Blackbox is for you. It's really quite revolutionary. With Blackbox, filmmakers can concentrate on making great content while Blackbox takes care of all the business BS. Just visit www.blackbox.global to find out more. And today's show is also sponsored by Indie Film Hustle TV, the world's first streaming service dedicated to filmmakers, screenwriters, and content creators. If you want access to filmmaking documentaries, feature films about filmmaking, interviews with some of the top screenwriters and filmmakers in Hollywood, as well as educational online courses all in one place, IFH TV is for you. Just head over to IndieFilmHustle.tv. And today's show is also sponsored by Indie Film Hustle TV, the world's first streaming service dedicated to filmmakers, screenwriters, and content creators. If you want access to filmmaking documentaries, feature films about filmmaking, interviews with some of the top screenwriters and filmmakers in Hollywood, as well as educational online courses all in one place, IFH TV is for you. Just head over to IndieFilmHustle.tv. Now, today's show, guys, I wanted to talk about a guy that you guys probably know about. Uh, his name is Edward Burns. He's a very famous actor and a director. He's one of those kind of legendary guys from the 90s who had one of those mythical stories uh, of, a, of a guy winning Sundance and going off to this amazing career. And uh, the movie he made was The Brothers McMullen. Now, if you guys have not seen The Brothers McMullen, you definitely got to check it out. I'll leave links to every movie that I'm going to talk about and everything that I'm going to talk about in the show notes at IndieFilmHustle.com forward slash 
160. So I wanted to get that out of the way so I could just talk shop here. So Ed Ed Burns uh, made this movie called The Brothers with Mullen. He made it for about 28 grand. Now back in 1995, that was the equivalent of Kevin Smith making his uh, Clerks movie for 23 grand, and Robert for making his Robert Rodriguez making and Mariachi for seven grand, and so on. So it was it was the thing. He shot it all on film, and uh, he was working as a PA for Entertainment Tonight. And the story goes that he actually made this movie. He borrowed money from his family, his friends, and and made got the 28 grand shot with film, shot with short ends. He would edit his film on beta tape uh, after hours at Entertainment Tonight, and he was just you know killing himself for about eight months. Then one day, they, he was on a crew that was interviewing Robert Redford. So he literally brought a copy of his movie that he had cut at that point, had a VHS copy of it, and literally ran up to Robert after the interview in the elevator and said, Mr. Redford, here's my movie. I really want you to see it. Robert Redford said, thank you very much. He handed it to his assistant. The door's closed. And he said, well, nothing will ever happen from that. Now, a few weeks later, he gets a call from Greg Gilmore, uh, who is the Sundance, who was the Sundance program director. And he asked him, hey, is your movie done? And he's like, oh, yes, it is. Of course. He goes, well, we'd like to see a final version of this. And one thing led to another. They got into the festival. And that kind of started getting things crazy because back then, you know, getting into Sundance, you know, you were, it, it was a much bigger deal than it is now. Don't get me wrong. Getting into Sundance today is still a big deal. But the buying frenzies and things like that were not the same as they are now. They were just insane back then. People were getting deals left and right just because you were in Sundance. So he thought he was very happy to be there. And he got it sold to Fox Searchlight, which was uh, just starting out. It was a little company at the time, uh, a little indie version, an indie uh, company uh, that was owned by 20th Century Fox. And Brothers McMullen was going to be the first release. Uh, he never thought in a million years that he would actually win Sundance, but he did. He won Best Picture that year, and he went crazy, and, and the rest of his career was launched. He went on to make, I think, $12 million, $13 million on uh, Brothers McMullen uh, for the first release, and he got a big studio movie, which was, I think, about another $15 million at the time with uh, little unknown people like Cameron Diaz and uh, Jennifer Aniston and an amazing cast, and he and he and he kind of went on to do very well as not only a director but also as an actor. He was in Saving Private Ryan and so on. Now you, I'm sure you're asking yourselves, Alex, why are you talking about this guy right now? What what's so like that's great? I don't have 28 grand and it's not 1995. So why are you talking about what what's the big deal? I'm like, well, the one thing that Edward Burns has been doing over the course of the last decade is he still has been making these small indie movies. And as technology has changed, so has he. His movies have been ranging anywhere from 25 grand all the way down to 9 grand, which he made a movie called Newlyweds for 9 grand, shot it in 11 days. And he shot it on a Canon 5D, and he had a three-man crew. Now, I have since then, uh, since kind of falling back into the Edward Burns world, I've gone back and rewatched a ton of his independent movies and his DVDs are just plum filled to the brim with indie film nuggets of gold knowledge bombs in his director commentary. He is so open, so free with the information that he gives you because he really truly wants to help you as a filmmaker and they're amazing and they're dirt cheap. I mean dirt cheap guys, you know, talking about two cents plus shipping on Amazon dirt cheap. Uh, and 
He also wrote a book called Independent Ed, which chronicles all of these movies and how he made each movie, the struggles he had with each of these movies over the last decade, uh, all the way from Brothers McMullen, all the way currently, I think I think it was to 2013, 2014, uh, when he was making um, uh, Fitzgerald's uh, Family Christmas, which was his last big indie that he did before he did a show on TNT. And I did read that book, and uh, it is mandatory reading for anybody in the indie film hustle tribe. This book has to be read by everyone listening to my voice right now. It is a game-changer kind of book. Same goes for Rebel Without a Crew, Robert Rodriguez's book, and uh, a couple other books. And I'm, I'm actually going to start doing some more book stuff because I think books have been such an important part of my growth as a filmmaker and as a uh, as a person that I think I'm going to start highlighting books coming going forward in the, the months and hopefully years to come. But this book is accompanied with multiple films that you can watch with multiple commentaries. And he has in his book, he goes over the McMullen 2.0, which are the rules that he uh, basically follows uh, to, to make an independent film and a truly independent film. Now, mind you, you're saying, oh, but he's a big actor now. And he's like, he might be a big actor, man. But you know what? People don't want to give, you know, people, it, it's hard, still hard to get a couple million dollars to make a movie, even with an Ed Burns attached, you know, especially the kind of movies he wants to make, which are smaller movies that, that are not like big action movies or genre movies. He's figuring out a way to do it himself. So the rules of the McMullen 2.0 are very simple. Actors would have to work for virtually nothing, pretty much scale, uh, which is about a buck 25 now for a SAG, uh, a SAG ultra low budget contract. The film should take no longer than 12 days to film. Do not shoot any more than with a three-man crew. Actors use their own clothes, so there's no wardrobe. Actors do their own hair and makeup. You beg, borrow, and steal every location you can get your hands on. And one of the tips that Ed uh, talks about in his book, and I've done this as well, and it does work, is you promise the owner of the restaurant or the supermarket or whatever, you give them a big uh, establishing shot in the movie, and you promise them that you will have their name of their of their restaurant in the movie in a big establishing shot. And a lot of times that does work. And finally, use every resource that you have at your disposal. Uh, I was talking to a filmmaker the other day who wanted to make uh, a certain kind of movie, and I said, "Well, wait a minute. Before you go down this road that you have really no resources in, what do you do?" And he said, he was like, oh, I'm a tattoo artist. And I said, well, why don't you make a movie about that? You, you know that world very well. You have access to things like a tattoo shop and resources in that world that I don't have access to. If I was going to start doing a movie about tattooing, it would cost me a lot more than it would cost him. So I said, also, by the way, you, pretty, you know that market very well, don't you? He goes, yeah, I do. I, I know tattooing very well. I know the customers who, you know, my customers and, and the world of tattooing, the subculture of tattooing, I'm like, well, wouldn't it be easier to sell a movie to that culture, to that subculture, to that audience? Because you know that audience. You have connections in that audience. You can spread the word in that audience so much easier than you could trying to make a generic horror movie or a romantic comedy. And he's like, my God, you're right. So he took his resources and he was going to take his resources that he has write something around those resources and then sell it to that audience, which is like the the bonus on top of it all. You know, Robert Rodriguez, and I've said this a million times on the show, he said, I have a Mexican town. I've got a, a police department that will let me borrow their guns. I've got 
a guitar case. I got a pit bull and a turtle. And let's go make a movie. And that's basically what he did with El Mariachi. It's not brain surgery, but you've just got to have the balls to go out there and do it. It, you know, so when I went out and made Meg, I did the exact same thing. I was like, we shot the movie in eight days. What are our resources? I'm like, well, Jill had access to amazing talent that we can bring into the project. Great. I have all my posts. I have all my camera gear. Uh, I have locations. I'll use my house, my edit suite. So it has production value. I'll, I'll shoot that scene in the back room over there. Then we'll shoot at your house. Then we'll shoot at your friend's mansion's house. Then we'll go over here. Then we'll go hike up to the Hollywood Hill, Hollywood, uh, Hollywood sign, and we'll shoot a scene up there and all of this stuff. And we wrote the whole script around what we had access to. And we did it pretty close to a three-man crew. I think at the most heaviest day, we had a a four-person four crew, meaning you know me, Austin, the which was my camera gaffer, and second camera and gaffer and uh the sound guy slash grip and that's basically the core team and myself as the uh the first camera and that was basically it and then jill did uh craft services with me and and she uh she did the slate and then occasionally we had a pa once in a blue moon we had somebody just kind of moving things around as a separate a second body but generally we did that three-man crew uh, and it is possible to do. And when I release This Is Meg, you'll see what we were able to do in eight days. Not saying it's the greatest movie of all time. Not saying it's it's going to blow anybody out of the water or change the industry by any stretch. But we got something done. We made a good movie, at least a movie that I enjoy. And we're putting it out there. And we guess what? I made a feature film. I finally could put that on my resume, that I've made a feature film that I'm proud of. And that's all we could hope to do. And if if I one person out there likes it, which I know one person that's not my mom uh, liked it out there already, who has seen it uh, from the festival experience, that's great. You know what? And like I've said before, I have no attachments to what happens with Meg. But to go back to what Ed was talking about is these rules. This McMullen 2.0 is a blueprint to go out and make a movie. Case in point, Jim DeFlacco, who is a tribe member and made his first feature film. Long Island love story and used everything that Edward Burns said in his book to make his movie. He shot his movie for 6,000 bucks. It's an 82 minute movie and he shot in 11 days. And he did exactly what Ed did with a lot of his movies. And I'll put a link uh, to, uh, to the article that he wrote on how he made that movie in the show notes. Once again, the show notes, IndieFilmHustle.com forward slash 160. The end of the day, guys, is I can talk to you guys about making movies all day long. I can give you advice on how to go out and, oh, you could do this or you could do that and you can save money here and you can get this deal there and you can get actors doing this way. You could do write that script doing that way. I can talk about that all day, all day for the rest of my life. The bottom line is you've got to get up off your ass and go make your movie. Go make your series. Go make something for God's sakes and stop waiting around. It's not about tomorrow. It's about now. Stop listening to that little voice inside of you that's always kind of negotiating with you. Like, oh, well, maybe next week we'll work on that script. Or maybe next week we'll we'll go out and start looking into cameras and 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 or going to find actors or developing that or doing that. Maybe next week. Not right now, because you got this, 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 or this. And if you think you got excuses, oh, my life's too tough. I've got kids, I've got this. Tolstoy. Leo Tolstoy, who wrote War and Peace, had 13 kids. Stephen King wrote Carrie on a typewriter that he held on his lap while working a night job at a laundromat. 
If there is a will, there is a way. I don't want to hear any effing excuses. All right? You've got to get up and go do it. And if you can make a $1,000 movie like Mark Duplass says, then make a $1,000 movie. If you can make a $9,000 movie like Ed Burns did, then do it. When you're done listening to this episode, guys, definitely go to the show notes. And there's a huge article about uh, Brothers McMullen, how it was made, and also Ed Burns and how he developed and does his work as well. Plus a ton of interviews and videos and tips that Edward uh, gives you uh, that are all in that post. So thank you guys for listening so, so much. Uh, As I said before, we are going to be releasing Meg, this is Meg, in August. Um, I'm hoping in the begin in the first week of August. I'm not sure just yet. We just got to get confirmation back from iTunes. Once it comes out, you're going to get sick of hearing about it <laughs> until it gets released. Because we're gonna try to do something very, very interesting with this. Is Meg? We're gonna try to break iTunes, and I'm gonna talk more about how I'm gonna do that in the future. And also, I have a really special episode coming up. Uh, of the podcast that is to, has something to do with what stops us from being creative and what stops us from moving forward. And it was a book that I read uh, that I won't talk about just yet because I want to save it for the podcast, but it's a book that kind of has changed my life and has changed the way I look at everything that I do. Um, but keep an eye out for that because I am going to be doing a special podcast in the next couple next couple weeks. And I got a bunch of really cool interviews coming up as well. So if you like this episode or you like the show in general, please head over to filmmakingpodcast.com and leave us an honest review. It really helps the show out a lot. And please don't forget to spread the word, man. Spread the word about the show, about the, the website. I want as much of this information to get out to filmmakers who need it as possible. So thank you again so much for your support and thank you for listening. And as always, keep that hustle going. Keep that dream alive, and I'll talk to you soon. Thanks for listening to the Indie Film Hustle podcast at IndieFilmHustle.com. That's I-N-D-I-E-F-I-L-M-H-U-S-T-L-E.com. Your Total Wine & More store is ready to serve you with our always low prices on an incredible 8,000 wines and 2,500 beers. Want it today? Try our same-day delivery or contactless curbside pickup at TotalWine.com. Whether you're grabbing your favorite beer or pouring a glass to enjoy an evening on the deck, Total Wine & More has you covered. Visit any of our 12 stores in Northern Virginia. Your Total Wine & More store is ready to serve you with our always low prices on an incredible 8,000 wines and 2,500 beers. Want it today? Try our same-day delivery or contactless curbside pickup at TotalWine.com. Whether you're grabbing your favorite beer or pouring a glass to enjoy an evening on the deck, Total Wine & More has you covered. Visit any of our 12 stores in Northern Virginia.